Philip Walter Foden. That's the tweet. Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that is gutted that the Klopp farewell tour seems to have hit a little bump in the road. Uh, we're looking back at the 3-1 win at Brentford, another bogey team exercise, maybe. And of course, talking about the hat-trick hero, the title race and a lot more besides. To do so, the big guns are in again. In reverse alphabetical order, it's Lloyd and Ace. And good afternoon, Lloyd. How are you? Afternoon. Yeah, I'm been working quite long hours recently but mm. other than that i'm i'm well uh well actually no that's a lie i have injured my ankle and i am now out for four months having had a problem with my knee uh i've done a very serious ankle rupture on my left ankle so i'm now recovering <laughs> oh from a acl Damn. and an ankle injury how do you do the ankle uh it's pathetic um i was <laughs> wasn't getting out of bed was it i was playing with my niece in a children's play area in a park and we were getting on the zip wire together and my foot got caught on the zip wire as the zip wire took off with both of us and my ankle hyperextended and snapped oh. my ankle ligaments i wish i hadn't asked now so. well get well soon is the Cheers. crucial ligament played up? Or was it still giving you chip? I was about ten months through the twelve months of recovery, so I was in the yeah. last two months of beginning to start using a ball again, and then I did my ankle. So, blimey, it's your man's game. You see the zip wire, so you live and learn, don't you? Yeah, I'm taking hours uh, at the moment. There we go. Sorry to hear that. Uh, hey, Sam. Afternoon. Afternoon. Are you in good health? I am. Yes. I have no immediate injury concerns. Uh, physio's given me uh, given me the all clear, so now I'm a bit like City Squad, eh? Exactly, exactly. Clean bill of health and all that. Don't want to jinx it, but so far so good. Which squad would you say Lloyd is? Newcastle, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Spurs at the moment. Spurs, United, bad, whatever maybe. it is. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, good to hear you're well, I said, anyway, so, and before we, uh, we've got a lot to get through, so let's crack on, uh, a hell of a lot, <laughs> I was writing the agenda, I think it was on to page three at one point, I thought, oh, best, <laughs> best rein this in a bit, <laughs> but before we get to the match of City, let's, uh, a brief sojourn to Sunday afternoon, don't think I've used that word before, so hope it's the right one. But I think it's it's worth spending five minutes on the big match, Super Sunday. Liverpool lose for only the second time this season. And some may say for the first time, deservedly. Uh, Aysan, I'm going to start with you. Was it a result you were happy with at the time? And thoughts on where it leaves us in the title race on this glum Tuesday afternoon? Glum in Manchester, anyway. Well, I'm not glum. <laughs> I'll definitely start with that. Um, you would be if you were looking out a Manchester window right now, I can assure it's pretty you. Gray. It's pretty grey and pretty grim <laughs> here as well today, but yeah. the, the football's definitely uh, definitely kept me perky. Yeah. Um, no, uh, what, do I, what did I think of, of Sunday? I thought Arsenal were the better team. I, th- I thought they well-deserved the win. Um, felt a little bit like some of the... Uh, some of the m- momentum came out of the uh, Klopp farewell bandwagon. Um, and as I pointed out last week, when after I think after after Liverpool played Chelsea, I saw a few, you know, uh, 
I had my, had my finger on the pulse, and, and there was certainly a, a few uh, a few shouts of, oh, City are not catching Liverpool this season. And to me, it felt wildly premature, bearing in mind that they only needed to lose one game for it to not only be in our hands, but in our hands with the inclusion of just a draw at Anfield, which is where we find ourselves as of today. Um, so, um, yeah, very happy. I think uh, our squad's got a clean bill of health. I think that we are showing form. I think our best players are stepping up. I think there's a, a real... Um, I think there's a real versatility to the squad. I think that with everybody fit... Obviously, we have a small squad in comparison to others. Mm. But the one virtue that we have is that when everybody's fit... We have so many players who are multifunctional that it almost become the possibilities of how we can set up almost become endless. Lloyd, yourself, your thoughts? Were you surprised at how dominant Arsenal were? Because I think there was, as part of the Klopp farewell tour, uh, I'll just call it KFT for the number of times we say it the rest of the season uh, on these podcasts now, that there was the momentum with Liverpool's, or, you know, the the narrative was being formed, wasn't it, that Liverpool were going to sweep their way to, to glory in his final months and a reality check for them on Sunday. And for me, a draw would have been all right, but I was pretty happy with Arsenal taking three points here because for the here and now, that helped City. Definitely, yeah. Perfect result for us, really. But, I mean, yeah, on Liverpool, I did expect a much better performance and... You know they were they were really good against Chelsea um, in the in the previous game. Yeah, but and it's Chelsea. I, yeah, it, it is. But you know, it's still know. it's a I game know. that caused us problems. Um, and you know, away at Bournemouth when they were missing quite a few players, I thought they were really impressive that day. They absolutely slapped Newcastle. So I think they were. They, you know, they were coming to this coming into this in. In good form, so I was I was surprised by how meek they were, particularly in the attacking third. Um, I think it was 0.4 xG across the game, one shot on target, and you know the goal was <laughs> the goal. Yeah. The goal was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Really, I mean, it wasn't Most as bad. One last night, yeah. Well, it wasn't as bad as the Van Dijk Allison error, but it was pretty. It was pretty shoddy. So, yeah, I, I have to say, you know. I was really impressed with Arsenal. I thought in the first half, that was of a you know of a high level performance. You know, you're missing the finishing, obviously, but the general play and I thought their their pressing of Liverpool was was really good. And and Jorginho, Christ, for a guy that hasn't started since November, I thought he added a lot. Are you flip flopping again on who City's main threat is? I'll make it easier for you by discount United and Chelsea. So. Yeah, no, I still, at the moment, I still think it's Liverpool. I, I've never ruled Arsenal out. Um, I think put Trent and, uh, sorry, Alexander-Arnold and Salah <laughs> back into that okay. team it definitely makes a difference. And I still think Arsenal are a bit a bit short up front, but, but there we go. Yeah, I'd still probably say the Scousers. Hey Sam, 45 goals in the Barclays this weekend. That's the second most ever. <laughs> it's back, baby. It's back. 
It was fun. Uh, it was it was definitely a lot of fun uh, this weekend. Um, yeah. Obviously, Newcastle Luton four four being being the highlight. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 turning out to be a classic season in in many respects. I think that Luton are making that relegation fight very interesting and very edgy for Everton Palace, etc. Uh, even Brentford, if you look at the the run that they've got, I think it's very hard to call who's going to finish fourth, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I mean it's a it's a it's an it's an interesting moment. I think you know obviously our focus is always going to be on on the very top and the title race, and you know I sort of stand by something that I've been saying all season, which is that. I think City are the most stable of the three teams, even with the instability that we've shown earlier in mm. the season. I think I think that we're more stable than than Liverpool and than Arsenal. And I think actually, um, not for me anyway. I don't think so. If you look at the Arsenal Liverpool Cup game, Liverpool got dominated in that first half, and Arsenal really should have been yeah. out of sight, right? Um, Two or three, probably. Yeah, and I think that what happened after that is it almost downgraded where everybody viewed Arsenal to be because they were like, oh, well, that's the best they've got and Liverpool still slapped them. I think then the Chelsea-Liverpool game happens and I think after that, nobody's really looking at how bad Chelsea Chelsea were. They just sort of go, oh, well, Liverpool are this, like, you know, unstoppable force now. Whereas I think the reality of what Liverpool are was laid bare in what happened in the uh, in the Arsenal Liverpool game that happened on Sunday. Because I think for me, um, I think Liverpool have been defensively susceptible all season. Um, I think quietly, of all the players that they signed in the summer, Zablozai is probably the most important in terms of the way that they play he's he's the one that's got legs from midfield he's the one that can really play Klopp ball well I think that you Mm. saw without him that whether it's McAllister or it's Curtis Jones or it's uh who's the other fella that played there um there's another midfielder of theirs I'm I'm forgetting about Graven Birch right yeah none none of none of these lads I've got they're not pressing machines in the way that, that Zablozai is. Um, and so without him, they just struggled to control the midfield and they weren't very good in midfield. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, obviously Liverpool are a very good team. Obviously they've been on a very good run, but they've been incredibly lucky. I've been saying it for a couple of months now that th- there comes a, there is a line between last minute winners are the sign of champions and last minute winners means that you're doing something very badly wrong. And I think that they, they crossed that line for me about four weeks ago where it kind of reached a point where it was like, well, if you need to, if, if you're going into the last 10 minutes of games, losing them or drawing them, and you need that big cavalry push in every one of those games, eventually you're going to come up against teams that defend properly against you. And that's what Arsenal did after 2-1. Liverpool don't really create anything, even with the cavalry from the bench. So, 
Oh. I think there's been a little bit of a an overplaying of what Liverpool are and a little bit of a downplaying of what Arsenal are. Um, in, in reverse, that's a bit of what happened to Arsenal last season as well. It's like well, the best teams don't need lots of last-minute winners, do they? No, exactly. Exactly. And you're and wondering I just... last season all the time as they kept getting these last-minute winners. Like, are they going to keep doing this? Is this the side champions, or are they, you know, are they winging it now? And it's got, when they regress to the mean, when they those last-minute winners stop, then they're in big trouble. And you know, maybe that was a factor for how they fell away. I don't know. So. Mm, and I, and I think maybe the 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 final point from me would just be on the on the title race. Look, I think that. Just from an eye test point of view, City are the best team in the league in terms of the the way that they can control games, the way that they can create chances, and the killers that they've got in the team. Now, those things don't always translate to you winning the title, but I'm not afraid of Arsenal, and I'm not afraid of Liverpool, and where we stand now in in terms of looking at the league table, even with the fixtures that we've got in March... I have us as big favourites to win the league from here. Big, big favourites. Well, I mean, we always have been with the bookies, but yeah, they're probably using history. No one's gone before. Good point on Sobozaya. I missed him out. Um, I saw this morning as well, he's out for four weeks. Yeah. So we play them on the 10th of March. So he's going to be, he's going to be touch and go to make that game. Interesting. Right. Oh, yeah, that 3.45pm kickoff on the Sunday. I mean, I'm sure bringing it forward 45 minutes is going to make a hell of a difference on that day. <sighs> Good old Merseyside police. Uh, but, right, just one more thing, though. We're still not getting to the match. <laughs> Lloyd, I said, both of you, I'll start with you, Lloyd. It looks like, here we go, Savio is on the way to City in the summer. And I would suggest straight into the squad rather than... Moving on elsewhere. Uh, your thoughts, Lloyd, first of all, on this on this news? Someone we need? Some a potential signer that surprised you? And, of course, does it have any ramifications for existing players? Very exciting. I've enjoyed the fume. People to do with uh, <laughs> CFG and... Not Troy. quite reached 15 minutes, so I would say you're in boiling and not the other phrase instead. So. Yeah, so that's that's been quite entertaining. Um, but I have to admit, you know, I've said on other pods, it's not, he's not a player I've watched a lot of. I, I actually watched my first kind of comp of him over the weekend. But very exciting. I mean, he's obviously ripping it up for Girona, who have been amazing this season. He's been one of the standouts. And I do think it has ramifications on our squad because he's quite clearly a winger. I think I can say that confidently without having watched much of him. And so I think that does have knock-on effects on uh, particularly Phil, who obviously has been playing a lot more centrally this season. Uh, I would say maybe Jack Grealish um, because I think Jack Grealish could play the position that Foden played last night, for example. And I know he's spoken about that. In a couple of press interviews, and with you know, with an eye on Bernardo, maybe going. Although I still think unlikely. Yeah, it looks that we're adding to add some kind of wing depth. Um, 
you know, with an eye on the kind of multifunctional players that we've got in the squad, I'd probably throw Oscar Bob in as well because I do think he could end up playing centrally long term. So yeah, exciting, good to get it kind of boxed off early, and I do expect that he'll be coming to City and they'll look at him in pre-season. I feel like we would know already if he was not going to be involved from next season. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.